Welcome to Inspire and Discussions. I'm your host, Ashley Janae, here to inspire and discuss. To Inspire and Discussions, Episode 6. I'm your host, Ashley Janae, and as usual, I want to thank God for blessing me to do another episode of Inspire and Discussions. And I want to also thank all of the listeners for tuning in to today's episode, which is going to be another awesome episode, because today I have a very special guest. He's a very successful podcaster with over 100 episodes. He's a very successful music artist. He's a very successful author of the book White Lines. He's a Marine, so I salute you. And he's a very resourceful, down-to-earth individual. So please welcome Rodis from Rodis Lab to Inspire and Discussion. So how are you today? Hey, how you doing? That's one of the best intros I ever heard in my life. I appreciate that <laughs> so much. And I'm so honored to be on Inspiring Discussion. Oh, uh, yeah. No worries. No worries. Thank you so much for being a part of today's episode, which is uh, consistency is key. Yes, it is. Yeah, so um, uh, so tell the listeners about yourself. So my name is Rodis. Uh, I'm a podcaster. I'm an artist. I'm a Marine. I'm the author of the book, White Lines. I'm also a father. But I love this podcast thing. I started it during the pandemic. I really didn't have any type of expectations on how it was going to do or anything like that. So currently right now, my podcast is in the top 0.5% in the world, and I was just rated on Good Pods as number 28 on the music charts and also in the top 100 for music commentary this past week. So it's all a blessing. I can't do none of this without God, but I definitely have a passion for podcasting, music, writing, everything that I do. Yeah, but that's awesome, man. That's awesome. And congrats to you. So could you tell the listeners why consistency is so key? So it's just like when you was a shorty, like when your mama tell you to go wash the dishes, the first time she teach you how to wash the dishes, you really doing it her way. But the more you wash the dishes, you develop your own method to make things easier, more efficient, and ultimately to get the dishes clean as possible. So you're going to wash the forks first, then you're going to do the plates, then you're going to do the cups, then you're going to do the bowls, and then everything else. So consistency is key because you got to get those reps in. You got to get behind the mic. Whatever you do, you got to get those reps in so you can get better and better. Yeah, that that's true. That's true. So that way you could you could perfect it basically. Yes, practice makes perfect. Yeah, that's a true saying. Now that's true. So, uh, so I understand you have a lot going on for yourself. So, how do you manage everything and still stay consistent at the same time? So basically, what I do is I write things down, like the Bible say. I write things. I, I keep a calendar, and what I do is, since my show is a solo podcast, I do have guests from time to time, but most importantly, the, the episodes that I can knock out by myself, what I usually do is I write out my thoughts, and then I just knock out as many episodes as I can when I 
when I can because I know that the episodes are coming from a place of love, a place of and I know I'm not just throwing stuff together. Also, if I have any type of guest in mind, I record with my guests early so we can knock things out. And, you know, not not too far apart because I don't want them waiting for months. I want things to sound fresh. But if I'm holding down my podcast by myself for Dolo and I'm sticking with the content, getting the creativity out to the people, I'm not really depending on nobody where, you know, oh, I can't drop an episode this week. I'm not going to come out this week. Sorry, it ain't no episode. Now, there's nothing wrong with that because life be lifing. But for the (laughs) most part, you know, I keep a calendar and I format things out. I sketch things out. Yeah, I agree with you on that calendar because I have to have one too because sometimes it can, because with me being new to podcasts and I understand what you're saying now, you do have to definitely write things down and start at an early time. So that way things go smoother and then you will have extra time to do what you need to do. Right. And you can have a, you can have a specific thought anyway and you could just jot it down. Um, one thing that I do like about Spotify for podcasters, you can use your phone to mm-hmm. record. So even if I'm not recording an entire, entire episode, I on my phone and, you know, I could spit out an idea, something like that, you know, or um, I could use my notepad and my phone and I have a thought instantaneously. So when I'm getting to the podcast, you know, I could. I could build off of that thought or I could build off of that, you know, so I could get some good medicine out here for the people. Exactly. I agree because we we need a lot of inspiring topics and we just need a lot of uh, uplifting uh, messages out here too. Because I, I love your show. I love the special guests you bring on there and I love the interesting topics you have because I know your latest episode called Kicks. Yes, yes. Okay, so yeah, so I so I so I will be checking out that episode pretty soon because I am a a, a sneakerhead myself. So yeah, I see, yeah, I did kicks kicks for the sneakerheads, and you know, fashion is a part of hip hop. So basically, you know, I did the the top five shoes that grew up with hip hop, and you know, I counted them down from five to one, and you know, I had my honorable mentions and everything, and I got some good. Good music on there. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. That's good. I'm looking forward to it because every episode you put out, is it is so interesting. And it's just, and, and you got to listen to it from beginning to end. That's what I love about it. Yeah, I, I'm humbly thankful for that. And, you know, as podcasters, it's our job to captivate the listeners as much as possible and, you know, keep their attention as much as we can. And also, Get them something to inspire them, something that they with them, so they can make their life better, or they could apply they apply it to their life, or it'll get them a different perspective or view on things as opposed to them looking through their normal regular lens. You know, they get to see mm-hmm. our view, a different view. You yeah. know, um, it probably wasn't presented to them or they never even thought about, you know, they could take the good and throw away the bad and apply it to their life to make it better. 
exactly exactly and 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 i love and i love that about your podcast too it's very relatable thank you Mm -hmm, yeah so i understand that it could be a little overwhelming at times managing multiple tasks but what advice would you give someone who's overwhelmed trying to stay consistent so if you overwhelmed trying to stay consistent the most important thing to do is find some time to get you some rest and sometimes whatever it is that you're doing, um, since you love it, it's automatically going to love you back. Mm-hmm. So you have to walk away from it and give it a break. Like anything, like with a relationship. Hey, let me give you a little air because I'm crowding your space. <laughs> hey, my blood pressure getting a little high. I'll be back to <laughs> you, baby, to the podcast. If you're writing a book. You know what? I am going to sit these notes down. I'll be back later. We're going to get back to this. Exactly. If you record, hey, I'll get back in the booth. I'm just going to focus on writing right now. And then, like, whatever you're working on, this is a this is a secret of mine, too. I take, if I put book, mm-hmm. podcast, music, um, consultant, I put all those things in there. And then I pull each one out. And whatever order they fall in, I prioritize those accordingly. And then I work on them like that because maybe I was giving the book too much time. Or maybe I wasn't giving the podcast enough time. Or maybe I wasn't giving the music enough time. You definitely want to have balance. Is that I agree. I agree. Because it can be overwhelming if you don't... Um really uh, manage your time correctly and you don't prioritize. I do see it. And then you have some people that don't know how to um, take a break either. They still want to go, go, go. Right. So the best thing to do is the key to consistency is doing it while you can. So like today, we having a good discussion. I'm so honored to be on here. It's like when I get off the mic with you, I might do two episodes. Mm-hmm. Wow. Just so I can have them in a stash. I'm so motivated and inspired. We sound so good through the through the airwaves right now. So <laughs> yes, I wanna... yes, I agree. I agree. Yes. <laughs> yes. Cause I mean, yeah, because this is my favorite part of podcasting is getting people on here, you know, because it is so many different views out here and I and I just feel like it needs to be shared. Exactly. Being a new podcast, I wanted to ask you, since you do have two podcasts, mm-hmm. how's it going for you with the consistency? How you been managing this? I've been managing the best of my ability. So what I do is I am on a bi-weekly, um, on a bi-weekly schedule. So what I do is I always come up with my ideas. What do I want to talk about for inspiration? Do I want to talk about um, hustling? Do I want to talk about uh, why you should spread more love or whatever? And then for wrestling, if I want to talk about WrestleMania, if I want to talk about a pay-per-view, it's like I write those, I write it down to be able to see, you know, just to be able to keep that in order. And then what I do is I just start typing out my episodes because I have two weeks until I can release another one, another episode. So I just give myself time, come up with them ideas and start writing it down. And then I record them the same day. Okay, that's good. So when you have fresh ideas, do do you ever think about doing any bonus episodes or you think that's just too much? 
No, I, I am going to be uh, releasing some bonus episodes in the future because I know with wrestling discussions, I will be releasing a bonus episode soon because that okay. is something I want to start doing, though, you know, just to uh, get, get some different ideas out there, get some different views on something. So that is definitely what I'm going to do because I had just I kind of did a bonus episode recently when I released the ads on both of my podcasts. So that was kind of like a bonus because nobody wasn't expecting it. Okay, I saw you was promoting them heavily on TikTok, oh, Instagram, yeah, TikTok. Facebook. <laughs> yes, I mean, TikTok, I think that's the best thing ever. I mean, one thing I like about TikTok is you put your stuff out there, whether it's an uh, advertisement, whether it's a banner, or whether it's you recording yourself, whatever you need, whatever you're doing, it gets out there. And I like you can add background music in there, too, to hype it up. Right, it's so user friendly. Speaking of background music, when we gonna hear some of your music on inspiring yes. discussions yes. or? So yes, that's gonna be coming out soon. So I do have a demo for uh one song. So what I'm gonna do is I'm just gonna really start uh the process of uh reaching out to the artists. But I'm gonna reach out to their manager. I feel like management is that's what you wanna go through first before yeah. you can get to the uh, artist. Because I do have some people with mine. I'm not going to say any names because I don't want right. to jinx anything. But yeah, I do have some people with mine that can do it. So um, so I'm going to definitely start that process. And I'm also working on a second demo too. So I'm going to finish up the second demo next week and then start putting it on the market. And then I just finished up a song last night and I'm currently working on another song. So I'm doing my thing. Okay, so... How have you been managing the music with the so, podcast? Yeah, so uh, every other week. So one week, I just focus on a podcast, like getting my ideas, typing out everything I want to uh, talk about or discuss. And then um, for the um, music, I either write some stuff while I'm at work, and then oh, I just come home and write it, write it down. And then once I have everything written, now it's time to start forming my beats, too, because I am a producer as well. So okay. that's what I do. I come up with a melody. The melody just naturally comes to me for some reason. Or if it don't, I have my guitar to kind of get a melody going. Right. And then what I do is I just write it down and I start looking for samples. Because I love the samples that they offer on Serato Studios right. and that they offer off of Loop Cloud. So I would definitely recommend those platforms to anyone that's new to producing. Because it's really going to help you if you don't have that prior music theory knowledge it definitely helps right so are you a self-taught guitarist uh, uh no i'm still learning so i will okay. be taking some classes pretty soon but i do understand the strings because with strings i mean they break they broke it down into different chords and then different letters okay. like an acronym i always remember it's called this is when i first you know got into it so it's this acronym called eddie a dynamite goodbye eddie so you know you have the e string then you mm -hmm. have the G string, the uh, B string, and then you have a, um, a, a E string. And then, let me see. Goodbye, A. Yep. Uh-huh. So that you got your E slick. string. Yeah, it do. Your A string, your D string, and then you got your G, B, and E string again. So, yeah, that's how I'm able to really uh, distinguish the different uh, strings and, and uh, chords. So, yeah, okay. it has been an awesome experience, though, because that is one of my dreams, though, because I've been writing since 2012, but I started writing in, in 2010 just writing short stories. Didn't know that it was going to eventually lead into me writing music lyrics, 
But see, I was going through some stuff in 2012, and I mm -hmm. will be doing an episode in the future about that. So, and I okay. just needed something to really take my mind off of stuff. So, writing music was my escape. It was my therapy and my sanctuary. That's what's yeah. up. So Since we're talking about consistency, as long as you're being consistent. That's it. That's true. That's true. And and then and then it has to be something you're passionate with doing. I love music. I love uh, podcasting, all of that stuff I love. So that's why I've just been staying consistency, consistent. And it was great that you was able to come along, too, to talk about consistency as well. So that way the viewers can get a view on, on consistency in two ways. Right. Yeah, so yeah, everything is coming along. I feel very confident, and then pretty soon you will be hearing some stuff. <laughs> That's what's up. What what's some of, what's some of the um challenges you've been having since you've been podcasting? Um, I would probably have to say editing. You know, when 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 I first started with podcasting, I had to learn editing. Right. I had to learn how to do it on um on Anchor. It was called Anchor at the time before it became Spotify for podcasters. Right. So um, I tried to do it off Audacity, but it, it wasn't working. So I had right. to learn how to edit on um, Anchor at the time. So, yeah, that was probably about the only challenge that was the editing. But now I have that down packed because I, I also educate myself with YouTube Academy. So, right. yeah, that's what I've been doing. Okay. But, yeah, that's probably the only challenge I could think of is probably with editing. Okay. Yeah. I know every time I hear wrestling discussions or inspiring discussions i'll be like man that's a good episode you know and as a listener sometimes we could get you know a little spoiled a little mm -hmm. demanding i'm like dag i heard an episode i didn't hear an episode so by you coming out with them bi-weekly you know um when you drop your bonus you letting the listeners know that it was a mm -hmm. big help have you so do you drop wrestling discussions and inspiring discussions on the same week or one week do you drop wrestling discussions and then uh -huh. one week inspiring discussions so i do it so i do it the same week so since i'm on that bi-weekly basis so that's when so when that time when that week comes up when it's time to release i release both of them at the same time oh okay yeah because it's like you don't want to do that do I, I mean that's just my opinion i probably wouldn't want to do it one by one because i don't want to forget anything so that's why it's just best for me that I just release it all at the same time. Right. Because if you did inspiring discussions one week and wrestling discussions one week, people will get you all month and it'll still be bi-weekly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that could definitely be. <laughs> yeah, that, no, that could definitely work too. But I guess for me being bu uh, busy with the music too, that's why I right. kind of like, yeah, I need that one week to do podcasts and I just need that one week to do music. That's so, what's yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it has been very convenient too. And that's one thing I love about podcasts and it just gives you so many options, whether you want to go weekly, whether you want to go bi-weekly, monthly, quarterly, whatever you want to do. Well, I'm going to tell you right off the bat, you know, shout out to you for being a new podcaster with two shows. That's a big feat in itself. And both episodes and shows be banging. I appreciate it. I thank you so much because I just I just try to. Right. Well, it definitely yeah. shows in the work. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You got to keep on putting out because I said it too in the purpose. That was the first episode of Aspiring Discussions. I just said, you know, if I ever wanted to start a podcast, which I just went on ahead and did it. I said I wanted to talk about inspiration and I knew with my second one, it had to be about one of my first loves, which was wrestling. You know, because if you if you listen to the first episode of Wrestling Discussions, I'm going to really give you a detailed intake on how I got into uh, the WWEs. That's what's up. Mm-hmm. Let, let, let's do a quick card right now. Your heavyweight champion against mine, your um, U.S. champion, your tag team against mine. Okay. So I would have to say uh, my heavyweight, I would have to, I'm going to pick the Undertaker first. Okay. Um, I I like the bad guy, so <laughs> I like gotta go. I gotta go with Ric Flair. Okay, the Undertaker versus Ric Flair. Well, it happened at WrestleMania 18, so we kind of saw what happened. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't get to see it. Um, I wasn't privy. Could, could you let me and your listeners know who got who got banged? Yeah, the Nature Boy got banged. That was when the Undertaker was oh, still on wow. his undefeated streak, so he wasn't going. He wasn't going that year, and then he was Ooh. American. He was American badass Undertaker too, so he wasn't going. So, so yeah, that was a good match though, and that was back in two thousand and two. So wow, just think that was over twenty years ago. Okay, let's go Intercontinental Champion. Okay, um, uh, see Champion. I'm gonna have to go with Chris Jericho. Uh. I got to go with the late, great Chris Benoit. Oh, wow. That's a tough one. You know, there was rivalries at one point. Hmm. Man, Chris Benoit, boy, he will soup, he will snap suplex the dog out of you. Yes, he would. He would. And yes, and I, and I definitely missed that move, the, uh, the crippler cross face. That dude will put that hold on you. And well, nobody getting out of that. If Triple yes, H couldn't uh, get out of it at WrestleMania 20, then wasn't nobody else going to get out of it. And then right. I used to miss the diving hairbutts he, he used to do and also the sharpshooters he used to do because he is he was Canadian. Right, exactly. So, yeah, and then I heard his son is uh, now wrestling. Oh, wow. I got to I gotta tap in. I've been out the loop. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. You got to get back in. But, yeah, but I think he may be on AEW because due to the circumstances of what happened back in 2007, I don't think the WWE is going to really allow him to uh, might, wrestle under It that. might be too much insurance. That's true. Yeah, so they don't, I guess I'm, they're probably looking at him as a liability or whatever. But, you know, but I look like right. he's going to shine on AEW. And then you got Chris Jericho over on AEW. So since Chris knew his father very well, and I feel like he would help mentor him and get him to where he needs to be. Right. Okay. Let's go tag team. Tag team. So let me see. I'm going to choose the Hardy Boys. That's one of my all-time favorite tag teams. Okay, I'm going to go with the Hart Foundation. Bret Hart and the Anvil. Oh, yeah. Well, you already know the Hart, the Hart Foundation will take care of them. I already know that. I don't even have to um, I don't even have to do too much thinking on that. I already know. Okay. That's so, what's yeah. up. Yeah. And, and you know what? They just made it into the Hall of Fame. I want to say that was uh, probably two or three years ago. 
Oh, snap. So, yes. But I'm just waiting on the Hardys to go into the Hall of Fame because they did pave the way for the tag teams you see today. Like, you right. see the Street Profits, you see the Viking, Raid, uh, the Viking Raiders, and then you see all these other teams. They paved the way for these uh, tag teams. So, I just think they need to be in the Hall of Fame because I know the Dudley boys made it a few years ago, and now they just need to get Edge and Christian, and they need to get the Hardy boys because if you look at WrestleMania 17, uh, mm-hmm. WrestleMania 18 and SummerSlam 2000, them guys put their bodies through a lot just to entertain the fans. They they pretty much, they created the TLC matches. You know, if you think, once you think of TLC, you're going to automatically think of the Hardys, Edge and Christian, and you're going to think of um the Dudley boys. Okay. So, yeah, so, yeah. So, I would love to uh, hopefully see the Hardys in the, um, in the Hall of Fame one day and Edge and Christian. Cause they, it was that they had some brutal matches. Right. So if you had a stable, who would you want to manage your stable? Okay. Um, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with um James J. Dillon. Okay. Great. You know what? I would have to go with Miss Elizabeth on the female side, cause she was one of the greatest managers of all time, in my opinion. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. I like Slick too. Slick was cold. Ted, oh, y'all yeah. see manager Slick? Uh-huh. Oh no, they didn't ran the pimps out of wrestling, huh? Oh yeah, but yeah, I, I miss the Godfather though. But you know what's funny though? He was on Raw. They had did the thirty that the thirtieth anniversary for Monday Night Raw back in January. So mm-hmm. uh, Godfather did show up. So I just wish they would have had him come out to the entrance he used to come out with. Right, man. That this they used to talk about the Soul Train line, but I think it was called the whole Train line. <laughs> oh snap! <laughs> so that's yeah, funny. yeah, I know. So man, that that's so those were some memories there. Now you said so. Uh, did you say something about the U.S. Championship? Now we could do U.S. Champion. Okay. Um, let me see. I would have to say John Cena. Oh yeah, John Cena Cole. Um, oh yeah, man. Yep. I, I remember he um he he turned the uh championship into a spinner. I'm gonna have to go with Batista. Okay, okay, Batista, yeah. I I think Cena will bring it to him though. Cause I think if I'm not mistaken, they fought before. I wanna say that was back in 2009, 2010. And it was this and it was at the point when Batista was trying to go into acting at this point. Oh, okay, so he got he got beat out, beat mm-hmm. out of wrestling. Yeah, so yeah, I remember that he was in the wheelchair and everything. He gonna say some, I quit, and after that, that was it. I think he started just doing acting and stuff like that. But I heard he, but he doing good on Guardians of Galaxy though. That's pretty much his. Oh movie. yeah, shout shout out to the Guardians of the Galaxy because um <laughs> they one of the most underrated groups. It's a band of miss miss. Got the jail that just make just work. Mm-hmm. Yes, I, I agree. And then he got this new movie out too. I forgot the name of it, but it's mm-hmm. basically a movie about they have to sacrifice people so the world won't come to an end. I don't mm-hmm. know the name of the movie, but yeah, it looked interesting. So I have to see if it's on HBO Max. Or you know how they put movies in the red box now? Right. That sounds kind of dope. I, I wonder I wonder can you suggest certain stuff? I got some, but I won't mention them on your show. <laughs> right, uh-uh, that'd be too deep there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, but yeah, though, but yeah, I, I enjoy that though. So, uh, so again, congrats uh, for uh, over for ha- for having uh, for doing over a hundred episodes of Riders Live, and then I know it took Thank a lot you. of uh, consist- consistency to accomplish that goal. So, right. what advice would you give to anyone that wants to start a podcast and release over fifty episodes? What I what what I would do because I wish I had known this before um, I actually started. Mm-hmm. I would do like maybe a promo run, like probably go on maybe like five podcasts first. Okay. So, so people will know me, but even before that, I'm gonna just back it up and reel it in. Mm-hmm. I will record six episodes to have in a stash, so in case I have an off week, in case. You know, uh, I can't think of no content or something like that. Mm-hmm. I already have an episode. I need a break or something like that. I have six episodes in the stash. Um, I will try to go on at least five podcasts so people, mm-hmm. you know, they can know me. Or I'll jump on people's lives who already got podcasts so they fans know me. And I'll just make my rounds so they could be on the lookout. And I'll be pumping my my first episode. My episode drop May. Woo, 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 mm-hmm. My podcast drop May. Woo, 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 woo. And I want to tell podcasters that it's okay to take breaks. If you got to take a break, you just tell your listeners like, hey, you know, I'm taking a break. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be off this month. So <clears throat> communication is the key. Uh, understanding is the best thing you can have. As long as you tell your listeners, like, man, I'm going to be off for a month, but doing, you know, I'll drop, I'll drop a bonus episode every week just so i keep them engaged. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And right before I come back, I, I do a bonus episode with all of the stuff that I have in store. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I had those things in place. But during that time when you take your break, you know, record maybe 10, pod, 10 episodes if you can so you could be ahead of the game. And if that way, if you feel like making something fresh, you can. Um, exactly. If you don't feel like making nothing fresh, you already have some in the refrigerator. You could, you know, you could pull out an apple. You can make a smoothie. You can make some tacos. You can do whatever you mm-hmm. need to do. That's true. And then you get them bonus episodes out too. Right. And and one more thing. Promote mm-hmm. on TikTok. Yep. Promote on Instagram. Promote on Facebook. Promote in the stories. Have some music or some audio of your episodes so people can hear you. And... um. That's what I advise. And um, put a little marketing dollar so people can know you. It's okay to have organic growth and paid growth. Your podcast Mm -hmm. is an investment. There's nothing wrong with paying somebody to podcast in front of a whole nother level of listenership. There's Mm -hmm. nothing wrong with that. Everybody promote. When you exactly. watch TV, you see a McDonald's commercial. You see Burger King. Mm-hmm. You see your favorite liquor. You see your favorite pizza. They they market. So yeah. market, market your podcast. I don't care if it's $20, $50 a month, $100 a month. You'll 
definitely get back in what you put out, uh, especially when you're doing the work and being consistent as you as you are. It, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true too. And and then I was gonna say with that marketing situation, I would advise new podcasters to go to Teesprings and start getting some merchandise made. Make your own merchandise to make it known. Because when you do get on these interviews and they do have the video camera on you, wear your wear your gear. Show people what you are made of, whether it's a hat, a t-shirt, coffee mug, whatever it is. Let it be known who you are and what your brand represents. Exactly, because I have on an inspiring discussions t-shirt and hat <laughs> right now. Even though y'all can't see it, I'm rocking it. Oh, yeah, I appreciate that. And I do have that awesome book, uh, White Lines. So, I, yes, I will recommend anybody to get that book. Where can they get it? Uh, Amazon. <laughs> you know what? I'm, I'm going to pay you for an ad. Don't worry mm-hmm. about it. Oh, yeah, yeah, that, that'd be appreciated because I, I would know how to sell it and stuff like that. But, yeah, that's just basically what I would advise, too, for anyone, just to get yourself out there. And, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, that and then the way technology is now, it's so easy to network and market stuff now, and I'm learning that. Right, ne- networking is the key. Um, Your network is your net worth. Mm-hmm. That, that's so true because you got so many podcasters out here. And then, of course, you could be a special guest. And I'm sure you mentioned it. You could be a special guest on their um, podcast as well. Or you make, or you could offer them to be a guest on your uh, on your podcast. Exactly. It, it's enough is for everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's so true. So, anyway, I, I was saying earlier that, that, um, that uh, White Lines, that is a very great book. And then how did you just stay consistent with writing that book? So I was like, I'm going to write a book. And uh-huh. and um, it's good when you have motivation and support. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to just take time to write the book. The whole process took maybe like three weeks, but mm-hmm. I, I wrote it in increments. So okay. it took maybe like about three months for me to to finish it mm-hmm. and it was kind of quick and I was kind of overthinking it but you know some just said put it out and I did um I went on other podcasts to market the book mm-hmm. I appreciate everybody who purchased a copy as well as yourself oh yeah no worries it's available on amazon.com Mm-hmm. But the thing about it is, you know, I made the book to inspire people mm-hmm. to get them something that, you know, their friends probably won't tell them. You know, it's it's all about motivation, positivity, mm-hmm. and it's things that you need to hear that people won't tell you or people won't say, but you need it. Mm-hmm. That's so true. And that's what's wrong with the world now, I feel, in my opinion. And I think I may have said it in part in episode one. It's not a whole lot of inspiration out here like it needs to be. And I just felt like, I feel like if inspiration uh, travels everywhere, then everybody would be more inspired. It won't be so much hatred out here. It'd be more love out here it, hey. if it was more inspiration. Right. Well, you definitely inspiring with this podcast. Mm-hmm. Yes, I appreciate it too because you just never know the type of day somebody's having, and once they hear something uplifting, now it's going to give them a different view of life. Now, 
Right. It, it, it changed the whole trajectory of everything. Because you so. got so many people going through so much out here. And then, you know, mental uh, and mental uh, illnesses is real, too. So that's yes, why it's so is. important. Uh, just I feel like spreading inspiration is the key, though. I agree 100%. Yep, I agree. So uh, so you are an artist, and then you have your hits out there, like Sunflower Seeds, Ceasefire. Yeah. That's my cut. There. I love the video, too. Ceasefire, Nevermind, Three Piece Spicy, and many more. So, like, how did you stay consistent with those projects? Because I know you have to write it, produce it, uh, perform it, and then you do a music video. Right. So, actually... Actually, I was listening to my first album, The Hunt Side, and mm -hmm. people people was listening to the songs like they was new. Right. And they was just like amazed at the things that I was saying. I, I can't believe that I said some of those some of those bars or made some of the songs. But when I look back, you know, I'm appreciative that, you know, my music is not outdated. Mm -hmm. So um when i when i record an album i do them like in quarters so with the first album i really i really didn't know what i was doing but i did have an idea because me, mm -hmm. me and my buddy did an ep i didn't know how to market it at the time because when my first album came out it was hard finding a director for a video it was hard mm -hmm. to get your stuff mastered and all that and but the most difficult thing at the time was finding beats you'll go listen go to somebody crib to listen to beats they smoking weed and mm -hmm. drinking and you'll go you'll listen to about 20 beats and they'll only have two good ones so you know what okay i'm gonna take those two right and then you have to appreciate that process over again and um it was well worth it and mm -hmm made myself and I don't I don't regret I don't regret nothing that I did because when I was doing all the ground work and leg work making those mm -hmm. projects those fans are still with me today you know my work wasn't done mm -hmm. like when I come out with something they they come find me like I got a good core fan base and I appreciate that like I was yep. playing my latest album, which is called Riders. It got Nevermind on that. Um, I got Ten Piece Spicy. I got a song called The Edge with Cormega. I got a song called Kings. I got um, Acknowledge the God with Fashion. Mm -hmm. um, I, I strategically got those features because I got an East Coast artist that I respect. You know, Cormega, that's Nas Boy off Illmatic. You okay. know, that he was shouting out in jail. Fashion, he he a, he a spitter from the West Coast, and then um, like my song Kings, I got people on a song that I felt was just as good or better than me, mm -hmm. because it's all about making the best song. It's not about no ego. And then shout out to my boy BC. We did a song called Player Talk. That's good. That's good. It's all about staying humble, too. I mean, yo, mm -hmm. the key is just to have fun doing this. Right. Yep, and making sure you work with the right people, too, and you stay dedicated to the to your supporters, you're going to be great. Right, and you, you got to market. So one thing that mm -hmm. I do that a lot of artists don't do, like, I don't toot my own, 
my own horn. So when I finish, if I come out with a single, I send a single out to get reviewed. I want to mm-hmm. see what the, the writers and the critics got to say. You know, um, I want to test it so I could get their honest opinion. And one thing that I can say by doing that is I have got honest feedback every time I send my album in. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate that, and I use that for press. And when I come with a, out with an album, I do everything that the majors do. I do a press release. Um, I do shows. I do my own tours. I haven't been on tour in a minute, but um, I think I'm a, a and be on oh. the road in August. That's that'd be cool. So, uh, so have you thought about the first um state you're gonna go to, or you just gonna start off? in the the shop first um yeah i'm gonna start out in a shot i might do 10 dates so i'm definitely gonna do the midwest and then i'm gonna probably just do some one-offs which is one show every two weeks or something like that Mm -hmm. but when i go on a road i I want i'm gonna dots when i go out i'm gonna stay out so i could get that bread you know, I agree. I agree with you. And then, so what is so what is some of your favorite uh, cities to go to to perform? I like Philly. Uh huh. Milwaukee is one of my biggest markets. I like um, Detroit. Matter okay. of fact, I just got an inbox from Dave's Loaf. I don't know if I told you that. I yeah, you did. You did. So Dave's Loaf inboxed me. So I'm contemplating doing something with Dave. I I'm a fan of her because she spit hard. So I like. I like Michigan. I like Milwaukee. I like Philly. I like New York. I like Florida. Um, I like St. Louis. I like mm-hmm. Minnesota. Man, I just like any place that they had me. Like um, I was, I was offered to go on on tour with um, Mob Deep or AZ, but the time, the time wasn't conducive to my schedule so I ain't get to do it oh wow but I was offered to either go with you know AZ go go open up for AZ or open up for um Havoc from Mob Deep and Big Noise shout out to them and um Clockwork Music for you know extending that invitation um that invitation to me you know Oh, okay. Well, that's good. That's good. And then any other future collabs um, you're going to uh, do? So basically when I'm doing the music, you know, I I just go off the music. Like, you know, as I'm working on an album, I record maybe three, four, five, six, seven songs. And I'll be like, okay, maybe I need this or maybe I need that. But um my last few albums, I always did the, um, I always do the features first because mm-hmm. I want to, um, I don't want to, um, you know, infringe on nobody's time. Oh, and, yeah. And I want to get people, you know, based on their availability so everything could work out smooth. But I think, I think on this album, I think I'm going to go dolo. I think I'm going to just do 10 on this one. Okay, well that'd be cool then. That'd be cool. Mm-hmm. So yeah, now do you have any dream like future collabs? Man, do a song with, I want to do a song with Nas. Mm-hmm. Um, let me see who else. Maybe Nas, 
currency. That's it. Nas currency. And um, I'm thinking about doing some with Reese. Shout out to Reese. Um, oh, okay. I, was, I was supposed to do a song with her, but um, COVID happened. Oh but, yeah. But she was she was with it. I still got that track, but I, I might um reach out to Reese and see if we could get it done. Oh, okay. And I'm sure it's gonna happen. Mm. I'm sure. Yeah. Now uh now any uh singers uh you would like to collaborate to be featured on one of your songs. Right. So right now, um it's a it's a up and coming singer named um Nico. Okay, okay. She she's like a um inspirational and gospel artist. Okay. And she got some bangers. Like I've been hearing her stuff, but it's not out yet because she don't want to present it to the world yet. You okay. know, I don't know if I'm out of bounds by saying this, but she dope and um you know, I got her enlisted for my album and um the little girl on Sunflower Seeds, um, she grown now. Uh-huh. Her name Lasha Bree, and she got this song called um What's Right? Okay. Yeah, what's right. And I listen to it every morning. Like I listen to it. You know, I'm like, I don't got it on my Spotify. I don't got it, you know, it's not out yet, but mm-hmm. I listen to it. it. It's a hit too. Both of the songs is hit. Like Nico got multiple hits, like. The world, the world, they ain't ready for her, and they ain't, they ain't ready, they ain't ready for love. When she sung that hook on Sunflower Seeds, she was only like twelve years old. But oh yeah, and she killed that too. I, I love her voice. Yeah, and she write and she direct videos as well too. So shout out to La Cherie, aka Lala, and shout out to Nico. All right, that's awesome. So that song uh, by Lala, is that on all uh, streaming platforms? It's not out yet. They just but, sent it to me like, hey, listen to this. How okay. does it what you think, you know? Oh, okay, okay. Well, I'm, 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 sure, it was, I'm sure it was dope, though. It's dope. It's okay. different. Both of the songs are different. They don't sound like nothing out. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. That's good. And anything you do before you perform... I pray. I don't yep. drink. I don't smoke. I just make sure I have water and I always look at the crowd. So mm-hmm. if, if people go on before me, um, I pay attention to the crowd. I don't I don't have a lot of people on the stage with me. I just go on the stage by myself so I can make sure I tear it down. Mm-hmm. You know? And um I try to put the best performance on that I can. Yeah, that's so true, too. That's true. And it's like when you see that crowd, it's going to hype you up. Yeah, it do. So I've done over 500 shows, and I'm still nervous every time I get on the stage. But once you grab the mic, it's like your superpower come on. Exactly. That's so true. It's like that adrenaline getting you. Yeah, it's nothing like seeing a response out of the crowd. And once you get on there, you don't want to get off, but, you know. Right, but you know, it's like you got to share the stage. <laughs> yes. Yes, I understand that. Yeah. And how do you prepare for a tour? So what I do is like, since independent artists, most of the, the artists on labels and things like that, mm-hmm. they usually um, get booked 
you know, they get they privy to a lot of the um spots opposed to you. So what I do is I I look at the analytics on my Spotify streams first to see where I'm popping. Wherever I got the most streams and wherever my audience is, that's where I go. And I reach out to venues and then people reach out to me as well, but I don't wait for that. I reach out to the venues and they want to see my Spotify streams or I send them my video and they'll be like, hey, what day you want? You mm-hmm. know, it's simple as that. Because once they see you actually performing and see the streams and the comments and everything like that, you know, numbers don't lie. Yeah, that's so true. Especially when you see them, you look at your analytics and you see all them high numbers. Now it just really makes you want to continue to do what you've been doing. Right. And since I have a history of doing shows, I have relationships with a lot of venues everywhere. So And that's good too. And that's the key to um being being in the music industry. It's it's very best to have healthy relationships with people you work with. Yes, it is. Because yeah, you one, just never know. You never know. And one thing about my um my podcast, you know, I got over two hundred thousand streams, so I got an audience where I could, you know, tour my book. I got an audience where I could tour my music. And I got an audience where I could do live shows, podcasting, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking about um, setting, setting up something in Chicago where, you know, podcasters can share the stage and they could come on and, you know, give a sample of their show you know, sell merch, get new listeners and everything because I'm, I'm all about unity. Yeah, I agree. And that's a very great idea too, you know, to really, um, you know, help somebody really elevate themselves. Yeah. yeah. It, it don't cost nothing to share. Uh-uh, no, it, it don't. It don't. Because it's not, I mean, because you would want the, uh, to receive help the same way too. Exactly. You but, know, you so... know, everybody built different, not you. Mm-hmm. But some people they don't think that's true. But you know, you do you do what you feel in your heart. That's the best thing for you as well as everybody else. It, exactly, because at the end of the day, you just want to make yourself known to the public who you are. Yeah, and you, you want to present yourself accordingly. Yep, because I know. believe in that saying: your first impression is your last impression. Yes. Yeah, so you don't want to get up there any kind of way. You just want to get up there ready to go, ready to do what you do. Exactly. Yeah, so tell the listeners what happens when you are not consistent. <laughs> when you're not consistent, um, first of all, you don't want to pump on your audience. That's what yeah. you don't want to do. Like, I, I have shows that, that I love. I love shows. So mm-hmm. prime example, I didn't know Inspiring Discussions was a bi-weekly show. I didn't know Wrestling Discussions was a bi-weekly show. Like like I mentioned earlier, I was getting mm-hmm. mad. I was big mad. Like, oh, well, what? why there ain't no episode this week? Ah, right, ah. yeah. <laughs> but I didn't know. So once mm-hmm. you told me and you informed me that it was weekly, you know, now I know how to wait patiently. You know, mm-hmm. well, that's good. That's good. That makes me feel good, though. <laughs> yeah. So, 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 what I do is I listen to inspiring discussions one week, and then I listen to wrestling discussions another week. So, 
that way I listen to you all month. So mm-hmm. every week I get something from you. Exactly. You see what I'm saying? Uh-huh. And I did set it up for subscribers too. Anybody that want to subscribe to it. Okay. Yeah. So that's another way to really get yourself out there is the subscribers. So where do they subscribe to your podcast? On Spotify. Okay. What what's the link? The um I don't I don't know it by heart, but it, I did uh but it is in the description box. Okay, so you, okay, that's what's up. It's in the show notes. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah, because I know they be having so many symbols and lines on there. I'm like, wait a minute, <laughs> but I it know. does lead to uh, where it needs to lead, though. Right, which is growth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so true, and that's one one thing I love about the technology now. It's giving you that. It's it's just uh, helping you out with uh, gro- with promoting yourself. Right. Yeah, but like you said, the, the key is consistency because the more you get behind the mic, the the better the better your show get, the better mm-hmm. you get. Like you, you sound like a professional, but you articulate. You are a professional. You articulate. You know how to get your point across, and you're a good you're a good host. Oh Shout yeah, out to you. Yeah, I appreciate it. This one guy asked, did you, did you go to college?" I'm like, "No, I didn't go to a university or college. It's just the way that I speak." And then, you know, it, it is a dictionary out there to expand your vocabulary. Yes. Yeah, and but one, I, that was a, I took that as a compliment. <laughs> right, because you, you never say, uh, uh, uh. Like when I edit my podcast, sometimes I do be laxed a lot. But the best thing to do is, so it's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, yeah, That that is so true. That's so true. So any other advice you want to give the listeners on uh, consistency? Um, consistency is key. Um, keep listening to inspiring discussions and wrestling discussions <laughs> on a bi-weekly basis. And if you would like to listen to my podcast, which is Rada's Live Podcast, it's also available on Spotify for podcasters. But it's on all streaming platforms. But my website is www.rodisonline.net slash podcast and you can find me on all streaming platforms The Real Rodis on Instagram T-H-E-R-E-A-L-R-O-D-E-S on Instagram or just just follow my link tree link tree slash R-O-D got all my links in there all righty, all righty. And you know what's so funny? I look at it two years ago, I appeared on on Rodis Live as the chef. And then it's like two years later around this time, now you on my podcast. <laughs> Man, that's an honor. It's yeah. an honor, honor to be on here with the with the chef. Yeah, <laughs> you never know. I do an episode about it too, about how to survive on, uh, what, maybe $25 a week or something and how to make meals out of that. That is dope. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you never know because I mean, with this inflation going on and stuff like that, you got to know how to survive out here. You do, and you you know what's one of my go-to foods that I love. Mm-hmm. You might sound crazy. I love avocados with a little cumin, uh huh, a little salt, and some lemon, or and some tahini. Yeah, man, listen. Mm-hmm. I love avocado. Yeah, I do too. And yeah, especially uh, when it's made into guacamole, I love it. 
Yeah. Yeah, especially get you some chips and dip. You good. And you know what else is good to me? Uh, nacho cheese, Doritos, but guacamole. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a making go-to. me hungry. You right. making me hungry, not hungry, hungry. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just like, wow, it's just going to show you anything is possible. Yes. But one thing I do want to say is, you know, shout out to you. You're not just behind the mic just doing something. Mm-hmm. you podcasting with a purpose, and I salute you. Oh, yeah, I appreciate that. Thank you. And shout outs to you, too. And then thank you for um for that episode of your podcast, Good Good Pods, uh, giving me shout outs on on my podcast and, and other people's podcasts too. That's what's up. Yeah, I appreciate because that's what it's all about, just uh, informing and growing. Yes. Yeah, because it, because it's it's so important to make yourself known. Yes, it is. Yeah. So now this is the fun part here. This is called "Would You Rather." So I'm just gonna ask a question, and you just uh, answer it. With uh, with what you would rather do? Okay, this is dope. <laughs> All right, so okay, so you got Riders Live out right now. So if these people were uh, alive to this day, would you rather interview Tupac or Biggie on your podcast? I would rather interview Pac. <laughs> I I think fig- I figured you was gonna say that. <laughs> Yeah, man, I love Pac. We got a lot of a lot in common, and uh, yes, I think our personalities are similar. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, I mean, yes. But but like from the first impression, you know, I, you know, I might come off as quiet or whatever, but I can turn up like Pac. But you know, I, I'll be reserved. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for the most cause, part. Yeah, because he's a, him and Biggie are definitely legends, though. And they did pave the way for um the rappers of this era. So I it's agree. like you do wonder, like, what if they were still alive? What would they be doing? Oh man, I, you know, I, I'm appreciative to all of this new rap, you know. But mm-hmm. um, some of these dudes, they wouldn't have saw the light of day with Pac <laughs> out. That's all I, I'm gonna say. Yeah, I agree. I agree. You know, because one thing about Pac and Biggie, they were great storytellers. Yes. Yeah. And um, you know, I thought about doing a double CD. Um, I still might do it because I'm independent, mm-hmm. and that's always an option. And I think that his double CD is one of the best. Oh yeah. So like Tupac, Nas, Jay Z, and Biggie, they all people always ask, you know, who the best. So going off of the double CDs, mm-hmm. I think that um. Biggie's double CD is the best because mm-hmm. um, it's a theme behind it. And um, he had people from everywhere and he stepped out of his mm-hmm. element, you know, with the people he collaborated with. He introduced us to the locks. And um, I think that it was a masterful piece of work. Mm-hmm. All eyes on me. Shout out to Tupac since he did the double CD first. I, I remember in the Marines when it came out, my guy was like, Man, Tupac got a double CD. <laughs> I was like, Man, I think I think I was on light duty or something, but he got he got um all me for me. He got Nas and um some more CDs. Um the internet one out at and I got to listen to all eyes on me on um 
you know, both both discs. And what a lot of people don't know, that song with Method Man, Red Man, Das, and Corrupt, and Tupac, Inspector mm-hmm. Deck was supposed to be on that. And Inspector Deck, he got his verse on YouTube. So y'all, y'all go look up my, I got my mind made up. And Inspector Deck, I think he wasn't on that song because he bodied everybody on that disc. Mm-hmm. So, um, had the best double, then Tupac, then Nas, because Nas, he held it down for Dolo. I think the only mm-hmm. the only rap feature he had on that was Ludacris. That's it. And um Quan with the sing. And it was it was like a grown-up version of a double CD. It's called Street's Disciple. Mm-hmm. And Jay-Z, he got the the least best um double CD. He had two short on there, Dr. Dre. Even with all those people on that. It, it, it was mm-hmm. a bust to me. It was a dud. So yes, and 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 they were very dedicated to what they to what they did too. Because yes. one thing I could say about Tupac, "Changes" will always be my all time favorite song by him. But in general, that's gonna always be my all time favorite uh, song because the stuff he's talking about, it's like it's still happening. And mind you, I learned that he recorded that song back in 1992. And then over 30 years later, it still, uh, it make a lot of sense. And you're seeing the stuff in the song. Right. A lot of times when you record music and you do it from your heart, mm-hmm. it's timeless. Like none, any of my albums, you could put them on and they don't sound dated. So mm-hmm. I think I'm just blessed. Yeah, yes, definitely, definitely. And I guess with Biggie, my all-time song would have to be uh would have to be Juicy by him. And I love that collab he did with um uh with, with Bone Thugs of Harmony, Notorious yeah. Thugs. That that's that's gonna always be a classic. Man, and when I, believe- I heard that, I was like, damn. Yeah. And then when I heard um the long kiss good night, that was cold with the locks on there mm-hmm. and um kicking the door. Man, come on. Yeah, like he like what like these guys were definitely storytellers. Yes. Yeah. You know, like and you could really feel Tupac. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. I I'd rather, you know, Tupac. Yeah, but yeah, is there any more? Oh yeah. Um, well, it's actually a different topic though. But yeah, rest in peace to Tupac and Biggie, definitely. Yeah. Okay, so since you are a Marine, so would you have rather would you rather do push-ups or chin-ups? Woo! Um, I think I'd rather do push-ups. Yeah. Regular push-ups or marine push-ups. See, what's the? I didn't know it was a difference. So regular push-ups is you go down, you come up. That's one. But marine mm-hmm. push-ups, you got to do three before you do one. Oh. Oh yeah, I know what you're talking. Okay, got you. One, two, three, one. Um, I'd rather do um marine core push-ups than chin-ups. Okay. Yes. Wow. All right. Okay. Now I heard you make a, a mean macaroni and cheese. Yeah. So would you rather use spiral noodles or elbow noodles? Elbow. Okay. Yeah. You know what? It's like spiral just give it a nice presentation though. Right. It it yeah. definitely looks good for the plating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Would you care to hear my big macaroni and cheese recipe? All right, if you want to share it, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I use Velveeta cheese, mm-hmm. Monster cheese, 
Pepper Jack, mm-hmm. Mal Cheddar, and Sharp Cheddar. Okay. And um, so- you know, I use eggs and pet milk. Mm-hmm. And I, I bake it in the oven, no stovetop. I bake it in the oven for 45 minutes on 350. Take it out, let that thing sit. Bam! You got some macaroni and cheese. <laughs> yeah. Yes, and I love it when you um when you first uh, pull it out using the uh, spatula, you see all that cheese come out. Woo! Yeah, that's like the best part. I and then when you think, and then now that we're talking about macaroni and cheese, it's funny because <laughs> I never forget one time my grandma told me a story because she she told me that um somebody catered to her to the building she lived in. And they said, she, and then she said when they bought that macaroni and cheese and it was all watery and stuff. <laughs> I'm like. <laughs> Everybody can't cook. No, nah, they can't. Especially people who don't taste their food. So there you go. Yeah, that was just funny how she broke it. And then my grandma tore it. So you never, you know what comes in oh, is yeah. coming out. She gonna say how you feel. Yeah. She said, what the? She said, that nasty ass macaroni and cheese. Oh, watery. <laughs> And thinking I'm gonna eat that. <laughs> Your grandmama was a good friend. Oh yeah, yeah. And you know she's from the south too, so she know how stuff should be looking. Exactly. Yeah. Then and then she said, <laughs> and then she said the dressing they had dressing there too. She said it looked like uh some dog food. <laughs> oh wow. So I'm like, man. So since we was on that topic about mac and cheese, that memory just came to me. Yeah, I ain't mad at you. All right, yeah. All right, so now we kind of back into the music category. So would you rather listen to New Edition or Boys to Men? New Edition. Yeah, it's like, it's tough, though. Because, <laughs> I mean, they so similar, though, with uh, New Edition and Boys to Men. Yeah, Boys to Men is good, but New Edition, you know, I I thought I was Ralph. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think I mean, you did an episode of your podcast. Wasn't it called The Beatles? Yeah, so, you know, I, I wanted to, you know, throw people out. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody liked the Beatles, but, you know, everybody loved New Edition. That, but that episode did numbers, you know. I know I it didn't, did. I didn't want to, um, I didn't want to spend people off. And I, I actually did play the Beatles on there, so. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I... I wanted to get people the best of both worlds and I, you know, you got to be creative with this thing. You got to, mm-hmm. you got to think of different ways to get people to click on your stuff. So. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But my favorite songs by new edition would have to be, cause I know they was before my time, but as you get older, your parents play that stuff nonstop, but definitely right. if it is in love and can you stand the rain, that's my top two by them. Yeah, they good. But the first the first two songs that made me um fall in love with them is um Candy Girl, mm-hmm. um, Cool It Now and Mr. Telephone Man. Not because the songs was good, because I saw the video. And that's one thing as an artist, like mm-hmm. people wanna see you. Mm-hmm. You know, so if they see your video, video a video is is excellent promotion um to get people to request you to do shows mm-hmm. and also to to um you know get people turn people onto your music yep i agree yeah 
Yeah, but yeah, that was, those are definitely uh, le uh, legend uh, groups there. Mm -hmm. And then the movie was pretty good too. Did you see? I, I think didn't didn't they break it down into three parts? Yeah, they did. Okay, yeah, one of yeah, that was a very great uh, movie about New Edition, though. But I wonder are they gonna ever do one about Boys to Men? I feel like they they can get a, a biography. Yeah, they can. They can. Yep, I agree. All right, so uh, would you rather use a Walkman or a Boombox to listen to your music? Oh wow. My music specifically, or um, any music, or just any music, um, and it can be yours too. So I'm kind of private. So, um, mm -hmm. but but you know I cut a lot of hair. So, boombox. Oh yeah, yeah. Cause I cause I I had saw this one guy recently with a boombox. I'm like, man. And then he, and then he had some and he had a lot of good music playing playing with it too. And see, that's what's up, like. The new mm -hmm. thing is listening to vinyl. Vinyl is the stuff. Is that? Yep, yep. I heard about vinyl too. It's a whole, still... it's a whole different listening experience. Mm-hmm. So, like when I um, even though I'm independent, I, I always at least press up a hundred mm -hmm. pieces of vinyl. Exactly. Yep. You know, so that's mm -hmm. what I. That's do. that's that's classic there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now you have performed um as an artist in California and Florida. Um, Florida and California one time. Oh, okay. So But uh, Florida multiple times. Oh, okay. So would you rather perform there in Florida or would you rather perform in California? Um shout out to my homie uh the uncle Uncle Dolomite of the Too Much Game podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, he be sharing my my show. I share his show. Um, I'm an avid listener of the Too Much Game podcast. So, um, I think he could get to help me getting people to come out to my show, mm -hmm. and by me doing a show with Fashion, he can help me get some yeah. out there. But one thing as an independent artist, um, you do a lot of work, but the reward is bigger. So, mm -hmm. so Cal. Cali. Yeah, because I only been there one time, though. I had uh, went to Vintage Beach. Oh, I yeah. Did... Yeah, that's real nice. Uh, San Diego, Hollywood. Me too. In L.A., Long Beach. But you San know Diego I got get... good fish tacos. Oh, Ocean yeah. I can side. And it's so chill there in uh, San Diego, too. Yeah. They, you know, they, they got guys with muscle shirts mm -hmm. skating and hooping. They got attractive women walking on a beach and yeah who it's no who wanna fight who wanna exactly. yeah but I can never I can never live there but I can always visit there. Right. Yeah the cost yeah. of living probably off at the roof right now. I'm sure it is. I heard that gas prices is higher than um it's higher than five dollars. Yeah, you know I don't, I don't yeah, know I if it's safe to talk about anything political on your show. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, but now I, I definitely I visit, but as far as living, nope. And Florida is beautiful too. I had went to uh, Orlando. I love Florida. Um, mm -hmm. I've been to Orlando, Kissimmee. Uh huh. Um, sh shout out to my wife. We we like going to the low spots like Fort mm -hmm. Lauderdale, Kissimmee. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I actually had a show in Fort Lauderdale. It was it was decent. Yeah, but you but you just got to go um during the springtime. I wouldn't go no summertime during hurricane season. 
Right, yeah, Mm-mm. just check the weather. I, I actually had a show in Tampa. I had to refund everybody their money back because I had COVID. Oh, wow. Shout out to um technology and the internet. You can't play with people's money. No, you can't. You can't. So, yeah, thank, yeah you said it. Thank, thank, thank God for technology. Yeah. All right. So as an artist to uh, to produce your tracks, would you rather prefer FL Studios or Pro Tools? Um, basically, whatever sound the best, whatever mm-hmm. track it is. Long long as the person who make the beat know how to use their weapon. Mm-hmm. Long as they know how to use Fruity Loops, no problem. Yeah, if they know how to use Pro Tools, no problem. Long as they know what they're doing, I'm cool. But if I'm making a beat myself, mm-hmm. that's what you're asking? Uh, yeah, or, or just in general. Because um, I know you can record on um, FL Studios, because I'm new to FL Studios myself. I just uh, downloaded the software about a week or two weeks ago. I think I think Pro Tools is more user-friendly. Okay. That's what I would say. Yeah. Because when me going um, to the studio and, and creating these demos with these different artists, it's mm-hmm. like I do be, they have preference. It's like you see a lot of FL Studios and then you see a lot of Pro Tools. Right. Yeah, but it's like FL Studios is cool because I like the presets they give you. Mm-hmm. And you can also purchase some um, some templates too or more presets. Like they got different artists, uh, different artist presets too. Right. What what are some of the presets that you like from artists that you shopping around or demoing or using? Um, cause I well, well um well I haven't used the presets on mine just yet. Now uh for the artists that did the uh, demos, they just basically uh used the auto tune. I don't know what presets oh, okay. the engineer may have used, but I do know he was using some auto tune on some stuff just to make it sound great. Because the artist that demoed my uh first um. My first song, she did a phenomenal job. So he really didn't have to add too much to it. But I did see what he added a little just to kind of like, you know, make it sound a certain way. Right. And not to be prying too much. Mm-hmm. So so you are you do you plan to come out with like a compilation or a beat, a beat tape, or or you just you just cooking right now? Uh, yeah, I'm ba- I'm basically uh cooking right now, cooking okay. and then finna get ready uh soon put out some stuff. Okay, that's what's up. Yeah, I can't so wait. Oh yeah, that it's gonna be worth it though. It's gonna be worth it because one thing about me is I want it to sound a certain way and I want it to be a certain way because I'm not just gonna put anything out there just to say hey, that's what I put out. No, it's exactly. got to, it's got to be great. It has to be awesome. But that's I am what... excited about it and looking forward to it. Me too. Mm-hmm, yes, because I mean that that's what I enjoy to do. Uh writing and then reproducing. I didn't even think I was gonna do. I just thought I was just gonna stick with the writing. But at some point, you're gonna have to learn how to really, you know, expand yourself. You can't right. just limit yourself to just only write. You're gonna have to produce. And then I and I'm glad I did it because I enjoy it. Right. So do you like writing in a phone or you write like writing in notebooks? Well, you know, I mostly like writing in the phone because I guess it's so convenient. Now, when I first got my start with writing, it was always in a notebook. But I right. guess as technology got better, I just uh, transitioned to uh, the notebooks and the phone. Right. And I, then I, it, yep. I noticed when I write in the phone, I could write faster. I don't even think about it. That's so true. Yeah. <laughs> 
And then you get to save it, with, and then you it's with you. And then one thing I like is it's under your Apple ID. So God forbid you lose your phone or whatever, you got your notes in there. Once you get that new phone, you get your and you get them your Apple ID. You get all that stuff back. Oh, okay, that's good. So that's what I yeah, that's what I like is recovery. See, with a notebook and stuff, you can like lose those easily. So that might be the downfall. Oh, okay. Yeah, but other than that, I love uh, writing notes on my phone because, like I said, I write in the streets. So if I'm not at home writing, I come up with some ideas. I just write it down out out in public. Oh, okay, that's dope. Yeah, but yeah, so yeah, so yes, definitely, it's gonna be a lot, a lot of stuff coming out soon. I'm checking for you. Mm-hmm, yes, most definitely. And then, uh, so would you rather travel to Hawaii or the Bahamas? Um, I've never been to Hawaii. I've been to the Bahamas. I like the Bahamas, so I'm gonna say Hawaii. Okay, yep, yep. Yeah, yeah, I hear a lot of stuff about Hawaii too, but the uh, great thing is you don't even need to worry about a passport. Right, and it's expensive though. Oh yeah, I can imagine because my dream is to take a cruise to Hawaii because I've been to the Bahamas too. It was nice. Yeah, I just got back from a cruise. I like cruises. Oh, okay. Yeah, you had talk. Yeah, that was on your episode, uh, vacation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was and that was a great episode, by the way, too. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I love how you included your wife up in that episode. Right, you know, I I I, I basically kind of interviewed her and then just you know kicked it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, have you all thought about? Uh, have you thought about adding her as your co-host? Um, I I wouldn't even impose that on her because like my work <laughs> ethic is different and uh-huh. you know. I love her, but I respect her boundaries. Oh, yeah. And yeah. she respect my boundaries. Not like she wouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. But like, I be wanting to record all the time. She'd be like, I don't feel like doing it right now. Go <laughs> ahead. You got this. You got this, babe. You got it. I, I'll do it if you want me to do it, but you got this. Go ahead. You know? Yes, because I, I mean, that episode was just so great. It just came on, across my mind. Have you all thought about co-hosting together? But I think that would be so awesome, though, if you all did do that. Oh, man. Because I was very you. entertained. No problem. I was very entertained watching that episode. And then y'all experienced with y'all vacation. Right. So I'm... I'm, I'm it's a couple of podcasts that I like that got co-hosts, so I'm gonna uh-huh. shout them out. Um, I like Law Speaks. Okay. The host is um, Terrell Lawson, aka T Law. Uh huh. So yep. Y'all check that out, and um, the Frocast. Mm-hmm. You know I like that. Um, okay. That that's a um, they're married couple. Both shows oh, are good. married couples and uh-huh. everything. Yeah. Well, that's good because that is a beautiful thing to see more married couples doing so much together. Right. Yep. Yep. So would you rather grub at Culver's or Chick-fil-A? Oh, man, you're making it real hard. <laughs> um, Culver's has good food. Yeah, um, they do. I've been going to Chick-fil-A since the 90s and I like Chick-fil-A. They even got they even have good macaroni, but since okay, I'm gonna give it to Covers because they got they got the custard. Oh yeah. That's the only reason. 
Yeah, and and that's uh real food. Then ain't gonna have you like McDonald's or uh. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, running all out you. That's why I can't eat McDonald's. I'm like, it's either gonna have to be Culver's or Chick Fil A for me. Yes. Does it seem like they done did so much to that stuff? Uh uh-uh. uh. But with Culver's, I love they fish they uh fish sandwich. Man, I got you better believe it. Yeah, and then I I don't know if they have a chicken sandwich there, but I do know they had a fish sandwich that was really Man, good. Man, it's a good cod sandwich. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that's pretty much all I eat mm. is chicken and fish. Right. Yeah, and now with Chick Fil A, I mean, I love I like their food, but I don't be getting full. It's like yeah. I gotta it's I gotta smaller just get, and smaller. Right. I know. Yeah. So it's like I got to get two meals just to uh, get get full. I had a chicken. I think I had a uh, crispy chicken sandwich and some waffle fries. I, I I went there hungry, but left hungry. So you know something ain't right. Right. That's just like going to the Chinese spot. I love me some rat cat and dog. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, all I see, I'm real simple with Chinese. All I do is just get my orange chicken and chow mein or uh, rice. I, I love pat and spring rolls oh okay yeah Duck pad thai noodles and spring rolls preferably mm-hmm. yeah yeah but pretty much i've been i've been uh, eating a lot of panda express that's me and my mom's favorite spot okay yeah i love their chow ming and i love their um their orange chicken yeah that and you know we give it a different textural um element Mm-hmm. Yeah, that yeah, that's so true though. But then again, too, sometimes the portions might be different. Yes, and and that's the key. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. So last question. So would you rather own a Lamborghini or a McLaren? Ah, uh, well, I would rather just take the money and it and diversify the the money, <laughs> invest it in multiple stocks. But I take the um. I'll take Lamborghini. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I mean Lamborghinis are nice. I mean, you you do see them. Um, I know I see them a lot up north. I see that. Right. And, but then it's like, but it's something about the McLaren that stand out. Yeah, uh, M- McLaren's scream class to me. Mm-hmm. Um, Lamborghini scream. Um, you know, fast pace flashy up tempo so mm-hmm. and i love the fact that both of those doors just go right up yes yep and then with the mclaren uh because because i'm sure you've seen that music video by the weekend Starboy. yeah i see yeah that. so yeah he he uh he that was he owned that mclaren that mclaren and that was and then he and then he was one of the first artists i seen with that car so that's why i'm like that's a nice foreign car yeah, it is. And then, yes, it, it was it was really nice too. And then I just happened to look up some videos about it. Right. What you think about these electric cars? Not to get off topic. Oh no, that's okay. Uh, the Tesla's is okay. I mean, if would I own one? No, because I guess I'm so used to gas. I'm not really used to electric. And it's so many. And it's only a limited amount of places you could go to to really charge your car. And it takes so long. Just think, you know. You waiting 45 minutes to charge your car and then somebody come rob you or knock you off or something. Uh-uh. That's that's what I'm saying. Well, you could just get gas and be gone within five minutes. Exactly. Yeah, but now nah, that is a good investment too. I mean, even though you're going to pay more for those electric cars, that's because, you know, excuse me, it's no gas and then um, you don't even have to worry about the oil change. 
Right. You know, I, I think they could have been came out with that technology because water is our number one power source. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But the thing is, they just got have to keep people in, you know? Mm-hmm. We're not running out of no water in this lifetime. Now, I will get an electric car as soon as they start flying. That you know, I was just gonna say that too because they do have, I heard they do have some cars out that can fly. It's coming, yep, yeah, that'd be cool. But I think you may need an aviation license for that. What, what I'm thinking is they, they got to figure out a way to tax you, right? Because you'll definitely get to your, your places extra early, yes, and you get to work within five minutes, you go from 30 minutes to five minutes. Right, they they gotta regulate. Um, they gotta regulate. You know, they once they find out a way to implement some type of control, they'll be out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. But I think the better, uh, the more technology gets better, I think that those electric cars will run better. Yeah, because you know it's clean. Mm-hmm. Because it's like you got Teslas with electric cars, and I see that Hyundai. And, Vols- and and Volkswagen is coming out with electric cars. Lexus, Cadillac. Yep. So yeah. I would say probably uh, by the next 10 years, mostly everything could be electric. Man, I think uh, maybe sooner than that. Yeah, I'm, that I'm thinking five. Be. I'm thinking five if, you know, we don't kill ourselves. Uh, exactly. Yeah, you never know, though. You never know. I think it could be five years. But other than that, I don't, I don't think I would uh, own one. Right. Yeah. 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 So is there anything else you want to lead the listeners today? Yes. Um, it's an honor coming on this show. I love inspiring discussions. I'm honored to be a guest here. I love wrestling discussions as well. Um, follow me on Instagram at the real riders. Um, check out my podcast, Riders Live Podcast. Episodes drop every Friday at midnight. Um you could check out my podcast on all streaming platforms. Um, you could get it a day earlier on RodersOnline.net, www.rodesonline.net slash podcast. And my link tree, link tree slash Rodas. I got the Rodas Live podcast merch there. Yeah. All righty. Well, thank you so much again for coming to the show. It was really appreciated. And then I, I, and I really, and I really enjoyed you as my guest. Thank you. Anytime. Yes. And, and then just, uh, and, and then just keep on uh, coming out with, uh, with more episodes and pretty soon you'll have 200. Yes. Thank yes, you, you. Yes. Yes. And I'll be looking and I'll be looking forward to your uh, new album too. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. All righty. Peace. Uh, Well, that's going to do it for Inspiring Discussions, Episode 6. I would like to thank my guest, Rodis, for stopping by today to discuss the importance of consistency. And I would also like to thank all of the listeners for tuning in as well. It really means a lot. And Episode 7 will be coming out soon, so please tune in. And if anyone is interested, I have some merchandise on my website, so please feel free to browse around. And I will leave the link in the description box. And I would gladly appreciate any comments or reviews on today's 
episode. And please subscribe to get notifications on new episodes. And also check out Wrestling Discussions, where I discuss WWE topics. And you all can follow me on Instagram at BlueShades1993, Twitter at AshleyJanae93, and Facebook by typing in AshleyJanae. And again, thank you all so much for tuning in. I'm your host, Ashley Janae. Stay safe and God bless you all.